Hello, and welcome to the Infinite Creators Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I am your host, Chloe, and I want you to know that my intention behind this podcast is and always will be to expand your heart and your mind and help you discover new ideas, thoughts, and ways of being. I hope that with each episode, you leave this space feeling inspired, filled with love, and ready to take action in creating a life that is worth living. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope that you enjoy this episode. Before we get started with this episode, I wanted to quickly talk to you guys about an app that I've been using as of lately that I am obsessed with. I wanted to do it now at the beginning of the episode so you have zero interruptions throughout my entrepreneurial story. But first, I'm going to talk to you about breathwork. So you may have heard me talk about it on my last few episodes, but breathwork is an app that I've been using to help me expand my practice and my dedication to this wonderful what I consider a healing modality and that is the art of breath work and intentionally using your breath to calm your body and improve your sleep and heal traumas and all the different things. Breath work has done so much for me and my life and my healing journey over the last few years and I love this app because it makes um, the practice of breath work and implementing it into my daily life and my morning routine so, so easy. So I want to recommend it to you and offer you a free 30-day trial. I will put the link to the Breathwork app in my show notes, but you can download it and use the app and let me know how you think about it. It is seriously one of my favorite um, breathwork and meditation apps. It just makes everything so easy and I've been able to consistently be doing breath work every single morning. Um, and I just, I love that. I love the practice that it brings into my life. So I hope you enjoy it as well. And once again, you can find the 30 day trial in the show notes. All right. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone. Welcome back to episode 22 of the infinite creators podcast. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you about something that I get asked about all the time, emails, Instagram DMs, in conversations, and that is my entrepreneurial journey and kind of how I got to where I am now compared to where I was only about three and a half years ago. And my intention behind sharing this is to really inspire you to take um, some steps towards your own entrepreneurial journey. Um, although I'm really passionate about so many different topics, most of which I share here on this podcast, mm -hmm. like home births and mushrooms and metaphysical anatomy and iridology and all of these different things, uh, amongst all of that, all of that learning and all of those passion topics, I'm really, really, really passionate about entrepreneurship and all that it provides for you once you step into that space, um, specifically freedom and fulfillment and financial stability. And this is something that I love sharing about, I love talking about, 
I love coaching about, I love mentoring because I think it is not until you step into the entrepreneurial space and you really own your passions and your skills and your God-given gifts that you can really experience life in its entirety and in its fullness. And um, yeah, I feel excited about sharing my journey because I want it to inspire you and um, encourage you to take steps on this path so that you can experience all of the, the joys and benefits and pros that come with being a successful entrepreneur. So I hope that you stick with me through the duration of the story. Um, and I hope that you leave feeling really inspired. Um, some of the main things I'm going to cover are what I, where I used to be. So what I used to do before I, before Infinite Creators was ever birthed, any of my channels, my YouTube channel, my podcast, uh, my blog, my Instagram, etc. where I was before then. Um, how I transitioned from where I was into the entrepreneurial space and then also like what my actual streams of income are and how I diversified my income and kind of what that looked like over the last three and a half years. Um, So that's what we're going to cover. I hope you're excited. Sit back, relax, and um, don't let this overwhelm you. Celebrate, um, celebrate yourself for where you are today and celebrate yourself for where you could potentially be going and know that three years ago, three and a half years ago, I was sitting exactly where a lot of you are probably sitting right now in this space where you feel a little bit lost, a little bit confused, a little bit unhappy with your current circumstances, your job, you're not getting to do the things that you love, you feel really drained of energy, all those things. I was all those things. Um, And of course, I still feel waves of that time to time. But um, yeah, just celebrate yourself no matter where you are. You're doing great. And hopefully this will only be a catapult to more endeavors in the future for you. Okay, so let's dive right in. (sighs) Um, let's see, fast forward really quick back about 10 years. I went to school for, let's see, I graduated high school in 2013 and I went to school for interior design. And the reason I went to school at all, like what I went to university for interior design is because I felt the pressure that everyone feels when they graduate high school that I had to go to university in order to be successful. And that was kind of just like the foundation of my beliefs. Like you go to school and you get a degree and then from that degree, life can be great. And also I had a lot of um, self-induced pressure because my older brother had um, struggled or still struggling a lot with uh, drug addiction and constantly putting my parents through a lot of turmoil and a lot of stress and also making my parents feel like guilty for not being good enough parents, like all these things. So I felt like I had to go to university and I had to do well and I had to get an amazing career and I had to make a lot of money because I didn't want to be a failure. I didn't want to appear as a failure to my parents. I didn't want to let them down even more than they already had been let down by my older brother. And I didn't want to put any more stress or worry into their lives from my life. So I felt so much pressure to go to, even though my parents weren't even pressuring me, this was all self-induced, as I said, I felt so much pressure to go to college. 
and to get a degree in something. So I chose interior design because I had always loved, I'm sure a lot of you can relate, uh, decorating my room and like rearranging my room. And I loved watching HGTV on cable television when I was young. And I was really inspired by um, those types of shows and any like computer game that had interior design stuff. So that's why I chose that. And I did love interior design and I loved school. Like I loved the university I went to. I went to a design school in downtown Los Angeles and um, I did really well in school, really, really well. Everything that I did was done to perfection and I've kind of always been that way. Like when I choose to do something, I do it in its entirety and I do it with love and I do it with passion and with commitment and resiliency, like with everything I've done. So I do naturally, that's already like my state of being. And I think that self-induced pressure of not wanting to let my parents down um, really fueled me. That was kind of my why. I and I and a why is always important, right? Like you always have to have that why. And so that was my why. It was like I can't let my parents down. I have to be successful. I want to make a lot of money. I want to pay for them to be able to be retired. I want to support my little brother in whatever he wants to do. I want to support my whole family. That was my that was my why, right? And so yeah, I went to university. I graduated with a interior design degree, and then I went on to do really amazing things in my career. Um, because I was living in Los Angeles, it was so such a great place to be um, for that. And I had already had so many internships in college working for different designers. And then once I graduated, I got offered a really incredible job um, working for this company called Home Polish actually not a company anymore, but um, they had offered to pay me like $90 an hour. And I remember thinking that was just so incredible um, because at the time I was only like 20 years old. So I was really happy with that and kind of went through all the motions of having to be an adult, like managing. I had my own clients, my own design projects, my own full gut renovation projects, Um, building from the ground up. I was doing floor plans. I was doing everything um, that like an adult interior designer who's like a master in their profession would do. I was doing that as a 20 year old. Um, And that was quickly became really draining to me because I just, I was also like simultaneously wanting to experience my like 20s, you know, like I was partying, I was going out drinking all the time. I was literally showing up like hungover, like still drunk to meetings almost every single Saturday and Sunday whenever I had client meetings and that like ran me into the ground really quickly because I just wasn't cut out for the responsibility but I didn't know what else to do and once again I was still stuck on that like I cannot let my parents down I have to stick with this career because this is what they paid for me to go to school for and this is what I have to do like I have to be an interior designer so this is what I will do and I'll have to just make it work. Um, so I was like semi enjoying it, but also not. And then I ended up getting a, a re- another really good job with an architecture firm and they hired me as like their head designer. And this was when I was like 22, maybe. So I started working for them and they were giving me even more responsibility. Like I was literally building like multi-million dollar like homes in West Hollywood and in Um, all over Los Angeles and I had so much responsibility it was crazy and I was like starting to make a decent amount of money given my age 
it wasn't even a lot actually at the time. I think my yearly salary was like 30,000 or something. Um, but as I started to make more money, I started to dabble a little bit in like trying to travel. So anytime that my boss would give me time off, I would go travel, sometimes even just for a few days. Like I remember one time I literally like lied to my boss and said that I had the flu and I flew to Germany for the weekend because I was so desperate to travel and I was dating a guy from Italy who was living in Germany and um, I flew to Germany literally for the weekend. Like that's how desperate I was to travel and I had this like deep yearning inside of me at this time that knew I wanted to do something more, knew that having a job, like a traditional job and like not having freedom and having someone else manage my time and my life and my schedule and also managing how much money, like putting a cap on my income, basically saying like, this is how much you will earn from us. And that is all you'll ever earn. Um, I hated that, but I just like accepted it as my reality. I was like, this is just what I have to do. But then the other part of me that was traveling and going to Germany for the weekend and like getting to explore and taste like what the world had to offer, I was like, fuck, like I really want this to be my life full time, but like how do I do it? Like I'm so stuck where I am, it feels like, and I'm so committed. Like there was almost like that part of me thinking um, like my ego almost, like I didn't want to accept failure in that career and I didn't want to give up because I never give up on things. So I was like almost forcing myself to do something even though I didn't want to do it just for the sake of saying like, oh, I'm I'm a successful interior designer and um, that's like an easy thing to share and to be. So anyways, started traveling heaps as much as I could anyway. Um, while still working as an interior designer, I went on like a backpacking trip across Europe with one of my girlfriends. I went on like a three week live aboard sailing trip in the British Virgin Islands. Um, I did that twice actually. And then I did some traveling to different parts of Mexico and yeah, I was really like getting myself out there in terms of traveling. And the more I did that, the more I was like, okay, this sucks coming back from vacation and these amazing traveling experiences and having to go back to like reality and like what my life is. And I know so many people listening can relate to that when you're just like in this constant um, balance of like, oh, going to travel and then coming back because you have to work and you have to make money and then going to travel and then coming back because you have to work and you have to make money. And I was like, I don't want the comeback part. I just want to be traveling and making money at the same time. And then I remember I started um, I started watching YouTube videos of different people doing like van life and doing like sailing across the world and on a sailboat and living these lifestyles that were like full-time freedom, full-time nomad, full-time like adventure seeker. And I was like, what the hell? How are these people doing this and how can I do it too? And I remember thinking like, if this chick can live on a sailboat and sail around the world and make money from her YouTube channel, then I can, not that I like want to sail around the world and have a YouTube channel, but that means that there are possibilities and that means that something is possible for me. So I need to like look into that, you know? Um, so I started thinking like, 
I remember doing the classic thing that everyone does, like how to make money online, like putting that into Google um, and just so many like kind of useless options. But one of the most popular options was to have a blog like this was back in 2000. Gosh, I don't know when this would have been like 2018, maybe. And so naturally, I started a blog called Infinite Creators. And I started that blog because also during that same time, I was starting to really dive into um, self-development and the law of attraction and meditation and reading. Um, I read like The Power of Now, The Four Agreements and The Alchemist. And that re- those three books really changed my life and were really pivotal, pivotal for me in that moment. And um, so, yeah, I was started to become really passionate about self-development and the law of attraction and money mindset. And I was teaching myself all these things in order to keep my sanity and like feel good regardless of me like working a job that I hated and that I wasn't really fulfilled by. And um, so, yeah, I wanted to create a blog about that stuff. And in my head, I assumed that it would be really easy to to monetize a blog and to make money from a blog but I had literally no idea what I was doing um so I started listening to tons of podcasts like entrepreneurial podcasts and YouTube channels and just like listening to business experts listening to millionaires and like what they do and how they think and what their routines are and stuff like that and putting all my time and energy into that while still working as an interior designer because I accepted like, okay, this is where I am now, but this is not where I'm going to be in a few years. And that's final. And this is what I have to do now. I have to continue working this job because this is my present reality. But that does not mean that I can't continue on the sidelines to be doing the steps that need to be done in order to get to where I want to go. And I had, I had a It's fucking crazy to think about now, but I literally drove two hours every single day just to get to work to my office with LA traffic and going to clients' houses on the way. Two hours to work and two hours home every single day, Monday through Friday. It's disgusting. Um, So I had a lot of time in the car. And when I was in the car, that's when I would listen to the podcast and the YouTube channels about entrepreneurship and making money and like really finding out what the hell I was going to do to make money online and how I was going to like maintain the mindset and the drive to do so. Um, So I started the Infinite Creators blog and on that blog I started, um, I had just regular blog posts and then um, I had promotion, like very small affiliate style promotions for like Hydro Flask, um, like a, a, birth control like an alternative to birth control I was promoting um I I can't remember what else I was promoting just like little promotions so I started reaching out to companies and asking if I could like promote their products on my blog and earn commission from them and of course like they said yes but um I was only earning like if someone bought like the birth control I suggested the like non non non-medical birth control um I would earn like three, $3 <laughs> and same with like Hydro Flask and the zero waste products I was promoting. And so I quickly realized like, well, this is not going to be sustainable. Like how else can I 
earn money because this is not this is not helpful. <laughs> this is um, really a waste of time, actually. So yeah, I had transitioned at this time. Like my Instagram handle used to just be Chloe, and I just changed my personal Instagram to Infinite Creators, and then um, had my blog. And at this time, I only had like 900 followers on Instagram, all of which were mostly like friends and people from college and high school. And um, I was just talking about the things that I was passionate about every day on my stories, about veganism, about the zero waste movement, about um, health and wellness and all that stuff. And then I ended up getting, so this is where like my many endeavors started. So then I ended up getting involved with um, Young Living, which is that essential oil company, kind of like doTERRA. And I thought I was fully convinced that I was like going to earn six figures from this company. Uh, (laughs) And I started promoting essential oils on my stories and on my website as well. And I kind of started like making sales and that's a network marketing company start kind of started making sales through the essential oils, but it felt like so much work for so little commission um, because it's low ticket sales. Like it was maybe $200 for an essential oil pack. And then I would make like 20 or $40. I think it was, I don't know. It was not a lot. So like my best month where I would sell a lot of essential oils, I would only be making three or 400 extra dollars a month, which was kind of exciting at the time. Cause I was like, Whoa, like I'm actually earning money from the internet. I didn't have to like go to a job or anything to make this money. That's great. Um, but it still wasn't enough. Cause I was like, I, I want to travel. I want to be able to buy plane tickets and like always be going around the world. I cannot only be making $300 a month, obviously. Um, so yeah, that was frustrating. And then I also did, um, what else did I do? Oh, the cookbook. So I had seen or heard from other like entrepreneurs on YouTube that they were creating like eBooks and selling them for like, you know, 15 to $20. And I was like, okay, I can create an eBook like a vegan cookbook and I'll sell my cookbook online. So again, I'm like trying to create more streams of income. I got the essential oil thing going. I got the blog going and now I'm going to create an ebook. So I created an ebook or a vegan cookbook. It took me quite a few months to make because I, I did it properly. Like I did recipe testing and um, developed all these recipes and put them into the book and formatted it. I did the whole shebang photographed all of it by myself, um, created that ebook. And then it was actually great because in the process of building the book, I was posting about it heaps on my stories and people were always asking me what the recipes were. And I'd be like, oh, like you can get the recipe in a few months when I, when I launch my cookbook, blah, blah, blah. So I created the cookbook and I, um, when I first finally released it on my blog, my website, I had sold, I think I had it marked as like $30, which I think is kind of a lot for an ebook now that I think about it. Um, but I had it marked for $30 and I think I sold like 80 copies in the first two weeks or something. And that earned me like $2,400. And I remember thinking that was so cool. Like I was so happy um, that I had just made so much money um, selling a product. And it was just like a one-time product. And 
it was enjoyable and it was something I loved and it was, and other people were benefiting and like going vegan because of it. And that, that felt so good. So each one of these little endeavors, if you're catching on, were kind of like building my confidence and my belief in myself. Like, yes, I can be an entrepreneur. And yes, there are so many opportunities out there to make money online. You just have to be creative and you have to be innovative and you have to be willing to go through these like unsure, unstable times um, in order to get the results you want. And at the same time, remember, I was working like full time as an interior designer, spending hours of my day in traffic and driving to clients' houses. But in the nighttime and in any day I had off on the weekends, I was like hustling to get this shit done, like hustling. I took up the kitchen all day, every day making this book And then I was constantly posting about the essential oils and about my blog. And I was hustling any free time that I had when I wasn't being an interior designer and like drunk at the bars with my friends. I was doing everything I could to make this work. And now, so maybe like I'm still working at this time, I was still working my job, had the cookbook going, had the essential oil thing. Um, But once I kind of sold those hundred copies or whatever of my cookbook and I didn't have any more audience to share to that income kind of automatically deflated because you know my audience reach was limited and at the time like ads and stuff weren't really a thing and I had no idea how to do ads so that kind of depleted and I was like fuck like now what do I do because I no one else is buying the cookbook that was like a one-off payment and now it's just going to be like small little random payments here and again, you know? So I started looking into more options of like, how can I make more money doing less? (laughs) Like, how can I get like a larger payment coming in at one time? And that is going to be consistent due to my efforts, you know? Um, And then I started, I don't even know how I found it. I guess I had been following a few girls on Instagram that were like really vegan and health conscious and into sustainability and zero waste and all that. And one of them had shared their story about how they make money online and like what they do. And they were selling um, Kongen machines, like the Kongen water machines. And I remember thinking like, whoa, this is actually dope because I've been looking into water machines and I live in LA and the water quality here is horrible. I think at the time we were drinking from like a Brita filter and I just never felt good. I never felt hydrated. And I started researching like water pipes and like what's in the water and like what fluoride does to your pineal gland and like how it like deteriorates your body. And I was like, fuck, I actually really want a water machine and I want to invest in like a quality one. And I, you know, like I kind of had the money to do so at the time. And so I decided to invest in a Kangen machine. And I knew that um, Enagic, the company who manufactures the machines, they had like a distributor program, which is similar to like network marketing, like the same similar structure. And I was like, okay, that's dope. Good to know. But I'm going to order this machine and use it for myself and see how I like it. And then if I like it, I could use this as one of my like additional streams of income. Little did I know this would be like the best investment and idea of my life pretty much to this day. Um, So I bought a Kong machine, started drinking 
the water and just loving it and noticing so many changes in my skin and in my health and my digestion and my sleep. And I loved using it to eliminate zero waste. Like the second I got a machine, I never used plastic again and I never um, bought like cleaning products again because the machine has so many uses with the different pH levels that it was eliminating so much single-use plastic. And I was like, this is fucking amazing. This is so in alignment with who I am and what I talk about and what I preach about and what I'm excited about. Like I have to share about this on my Instagram. Um, So I started posting always like little demo videos of me using the machine on my stories. And I added a bunch of information about the machine to my blog and to my website and um, really started deciding like, okay, I'm going to distribute these machines because the commission is really high. It's a high ticket sale and it's something that I know I can share and I'm confident talking about because I've been using this machine for a few months now and it's going, it's amazing. Um, so yeah, at this point I was like, I'm, I feel like I'm on the verge of being able to quit my job because I know that this is going to go really well for me. Um, so this was April, 2018. I bought the Kongen machine and then I used it for a few months. And then I, after a few months, I started sharing about it on my Instagram and really like learning from other people that were also selling the machines at the same time. Like, what are they doing? What are they talking about? How are they doing it? What does this look like? And yada, yada. So started um, talking heaps about them and then made a few sales. And after making a few sales, again, my confidence raised and I was like, wow, this is happening. I'm, and I think my first sale off one Kongen machine, it was like a $600 commission or something. And I was like, wow, that this is amazing. And it, and the way that a magic is structured, like the more machines you sell, the greater the commission you earn, they like reward you for that. So um, I knew it was just going to become more and more profitable and fruitful. And then fast forward to um, October 2018, I was having the worst time at work. Like the more I stepped into my entrepreneurial role and my ability to like earn money on my own and my travels and my confidence, I was like, I really don't need this job. Like it's doing more harm to me, my well-being, my spirit, my mind, my body than it than it is good. Like it's giving me um, stable and secure income, but it's not giving me happiness and fulfillment and joy and excitement. And I'm not jumping out of bed every morning for this job. I might as well just quit because it's just deteriorating my spirit. Like I feel like shit every day. And I shouldn't have. It wasn't even a bad job. Like I was doing cool shit. I was just about to be published in a bunch of magazines for a project I had finished. Like I was really thriving. I was getting offered all these incredible jobs because of the recognition of my previous project. And there was no reason I should have quit. (laughs) And I was doing so well in my career, so well, especially considering I was only 23 years old or 20, however, yeah, 23. And so anyways, I was having a really bad day at work and this was in October of 2018, I went into work 
experience the day and the whole day I was just miserable and I was like I have to quit 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 and I didn't even put in my two weeks I literally went into my boss's office and I explained what I you know what I was feeling and I quit and um yeah it was it was really nerve-wracking and it was really hard and at the time I was acting on emotion so I it felt good and I was like yes like I've done it And then as soon as I went out into my car and started my two-hour drive back home, I was freaking out in the car like, what the fuck? (laughs) What have I just done? I can't believe I just quit my job. This is insane. Like, it's really happening. I'm I'm done being an interior designer. I'm not doing this anymore. Um, But then the reality of my life set in and I was like, fuck, like I need to be doing, (laughs) I need to be doing way more. And that actually kind of, for most people, it would like, turn them off and turn them into fear mode and into scarcity but I was the exact opposite for me like it lit a fire underneath my ass and I was like okay I've committed to being an entrepreneur I've just quit my job of my like dream career quote unquote and now I'm full send like I'm proving to the universe proving to God that this is what I want and I'm willing to do anything to get it and so I quit and then I was like, I have to run this Kangen machine thing into the ground. Like I have to do amazing at it because this is the vehicle that I have and I need to learn how to drive it. So then I started doing all the things and it was working, but I still was, it was like, like every time you make a sale, it takes like two weeks to get the commission and yada yada and it felt like enough I wasn't I was only making like maybe one or two sales a month at this point um so it wasn't totally (coughs) excuse me there in terms of abundance and security of income um but then come January of 2019 So like a few months after I'd quit my job, I remember there was a month where I couldn't pay my rent and I had to ask my dad to help me pay my rent, like give me like an extra $500 or something so that I could pay it. And I was like, fuck, like, (laughs) what do I do? And I went into kind of panic mode and started, in addition to all the things I was doing, I started walking dogs. Like I literally refused to get a job. So I started walking people's dogs. And like babysitting them for the weekend. So I was babysitting and walking this one dog for a few weeks. And then I did um, babysitting for like a few days and weeks um, while I waited for commissions to come in from the machines. And that month it was like, okay, I remember paying my rent the following month and still having money left over and being like, whoo, like we made it through another month. Let's go. Um, And then I ended up kind of having a, a bit of a like, quarter life crisis because um, I was living with my sister and my best friend Taylor and I, I they were both they both sat me down like the first week of January or something and told me that they were each wanting to move in with their boyfriends and so we would have to move out of our house And I was so bummed because I loved our house. I loved our roommate dynamic. I loved living with the two of them. And I just felt like they were like abandoning me kind of. And I took it really personally. And yeah, so they were like, we need to move out of the house by like March 1st. 
um, we're ending our lease. And I was like, fuck. (laughs) So even more pressure. I'm like trying to become an entrepreneur, trying to like make shit happen. Life is going good. Like I've kind of like got the wheels in motion and then my roommates like lay this on me and tell me that we have to move out and I have to find a place on my own which means I'll have to put like a deposit and like first month's rent and all that shit and so I just freaked out and I was like fuck I have to move out of Los Angeles I can't live in LA I can't afford to live here like I don't want to be here anymore um And I kind of took it just as a sign. I was like, maybe this is my opportunity to like create radical change in my life. And I remember thinking like, where can I live in the world that is really lovely, (laughs) like close to the ocean, like-minded, like people and community and also really cheap. Like, where can I live? And I was like, it's got to be somewhere in Southeast Asia. Like, I knew a lot of people were like lived in Thailand and on the Philippines, like in Shargao. And I was like, maybe I'll I'll live in Thailand because it's cheap there and I can work from my laptop there and it'll be great. And then somehow, I can't remember how, but I ended up landing on Indonesia and deciding to move to Indonesia. And I was like, okay, I'm going to move to Indonesia. I'll only have to pay like a couple hundred dollars in rent and I can build my Enagic like Kangen water machine business from there. So I moved. I literally decided like in that day, because I was so frantic and beside myself, like having a literal meltdown (laughs) um, that I was going to move to Indonesia. And I was like, okay, I'm moving to Indonesia. Done. Sorted. Like done with that. That relieves so much. For me, it felt like a relief. Like for some people that would feel overwhelming. For me, I was like, thank fuck. I don't have to worry about finding an apartment and paying for rent by myself here in LA. Like this is such a relief. I have a way out and I'm moving to Asia. So I, in that month, I went balls to the wall on selling Kong machines. I was doing everything I could, learning how to run ads, learning how to reach a wider audience, posting on my stories every single day about my story and my passions and the Kongen machine and its uses and all the shit and really taking it to the nines because I had so much on the line. I was like, I'm moving out of the country. I have to book a flight. I have to find accommodation. I need to sort my life. Um, so I ended up move. I moved to Indonesia on March 1st, 2019, three years ago, which is so wild. And as soon as I moved to Indonesia, um, I had, and at the time, I think I had like $800 to my name <laughs> and I, I think my one way flight there was only like 300 bucks and I lived in a hotel for the first month that I lived in Bali. It was like $15 a day for me to stay at this little shanty hotel and in that time, again, still growing and building my business so determined For me, it was a non-negotiable, like success in entrepreneurship, success in Kongen distribution and selling those machines was a non-negotiable. That was my only way of sustaining myself and allowing me to stay in Indonesia. I had so much on the line, like I couldn't go back to Los Angeles. I had sold all of my belongings. I sold my car. I sold my sailboat that I had. I had nothing left in Los Angeles. So it was like you either make this work and you become a successful entrepreneur through Kongen distribution or you have to go back to LA and like build from the ground up again. So that was my motivation. That was my why. And 
it's funny because my my actual why, like the why of where all this started to begin with, me going to university and stuff of wanting to support my family and make them proud, that still remains so true to me. And I knew even though my parents were hesitant about me quitting my job and moving to Los Angeles, that they would eventually be proud of me when they saw what I was doing and how happy I was. So that why still remains like I'm constantly um, wanting, striving to support my family and to make them proud, but in a totally different light and perspective, you know. Um, So anyways, Kongen really blew up for me in a great way um, once I moved to Indonesia because I was so dedicated and focused on building my business. Every single day was me figuring out how I can be a better entrepreneur. And I learned and taught myself everything. Everything I learned, I taught myself from YouTube, from Googling, from marketing with, or not marketing, from networking with people, Um, from going to like free events and seminars to everything I could possibly do, I taught myself because I had no other option. I felt like I was doing entrepreneurship all by myself. Um, And I want to pause here and talk about um, Enagic and Kongen Water Distribution because it it was such and still is such a godsend um, experience and opportunity for me It really elevated me in the entrepreneurial world and showed me what's possible in terms of earning income online. And it formed me to be an incredible entrepreneur. And I know a lot of people um, have like a bad taste in their mouth about sales and about network marketing. And I get it because sometimes it can be so cringe um, to see on the internet and to see girls promoting like Monet and like shampoo products and essential oils and supplements and all this yada yada. Um, But at the end of the day, for me, from my perspective, I think network marketing is actually incredible and it's a win-win for the company and for the distributors or the marketers because the company gets like free marketing. They just hire on all these people and all these people are like supporting and sharing their products for them to like a wide array of audiences and then they just pay them in return. So that's like their form of marketing. And it's like instead of paying for ads and paying for marketing and paying for campaigns, they just have distributors do all of that for them. So I think it's fucking genius on a company's behalf. And then from a distributor or a marketer's behalf, me, it's amazing because I get to share a product, in this case, the Kongen machine, that I love, that I love. I love the Kongen machine. I love the water. I love the zero waste properties. I love the sustainability aspect. I love the health aspect. And I get to earn money from it. So for me, it's like the the weird mindset or like fears or limiting beliefs around sales, they didn't exist for me when I was doing this and when I was starting this because I was just like, I love this product. Like, why wouldn't I talk about it? And I deserve to be compensated for my efforts for like supporting and promoting this company and this product. 
And why I love Enagic so much and I think why I like hooked on to Enagic over the essential oils or like any other network marketing is because it's high ticket sales. And some people will argue that like high ticket sales are more difficult because it's a higher price point. So the Kongen machine is like a few thousand dollars um, and that can be harder to sell, so to speak. Um, but for me, it wasn't. I think it's equally as difficult to get someone on board to sell them like a $300 like essential oil package as it is like a $5,000 water machine because the water machine has so much value um, and so many health properties and yada, 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 that it was equally as easy, if not easier for me to sell a Kangen machine than it was for me to sell a package of $200 essential oils. Um, and with that being said, like high ticket sales for anything, anything that you're doing, whether it's a Kangen machine or a course or a product of any kind, if you have a higher end product and sale, like an offering, you're going to earn so much more money so much quicker because it's high ticket. Yes, you'll have to work a little harder, so to speak, to close the sale and to get that customer on board. But once you do, it's worth it because the commission and the return on time and, and money and energy is so much higher. So Enagic is high ticket sales and they pay 54% commission, which is incredible. So like when, and it's based on a really unique like payment structure and patent um, compensation plan. So like the way that they pay out their distributors and the way that their company works is really unique to any other network marketing thing. And I loved that because I could make, once I hit like a certain rank within the company and had made a certain amount of sales, like 50 sales, I was like a 4A at the time. This was like in July of 2019, three months after I moved to Bali. I was earning like $800 to $1,500 per sale and I was making about three to four sales per month. So after only like a few months of distributing with the company, I was making like $6,000 months. And that was so incredible for me at the time. And it was barely any time vested. Like, yeah, I was using social media a lot and I was having tons of conversations with people and I was posting about the machine and I was doing all those like little entrepreneurial things. But I was enjoying my life. I was living on an island and I was surfing and I was meeting new people and I was going to waterfalls and I was traveling and I was adventuring. And and then in the time off or um, when we stopped at a cafe to have lunch, I would like be working. And like before I went to bed, I'd be working. Like when I woke up in the morning, I'd work for a few hours. And and to earn a $6,000 month, having that balance of work and of play, it was so rewarding. And then as I began to grow in the company even more, I was earning even more money. And I remember in November, I'll never forget, November of 2019, I had like a $23,000 month and I was so happy and proud of myself. I was like, as if only a year ago, I quit my job and I was earning $30,000 a year annual salary as an interior designer. And one year later, I'm earning a $23,000 month. And that month 
wasn't even a difficult month. <laughs> I was living with um, my friend Abby and Jack in this like really beautiful villa in Bali. And um, me and Abby were just like really um, holding each other accountable and working heaps but it was so fun like we were doing like free webinars and like running ads and doing like in-person um seminars in bali with like other digital nomads getting them to buy machines and it was just like this super fun process and i think i had only made like eight kongan machine sales but because of my rank in the company i i earned a twenty thousand dollar month and that was just so incredible so the reason i'm sharing that is because if you are looking for an entrepreneurial endeavor that is very simple in the scheme of like managing a business and is very profitable, Kongen distribution is a great option because it's high ticket sales. You don't have to manage any of the products on your own. You're not doing the shipping. You're not doing the order fulfillment. You're not doing the payment collection. You're not doing the returns and refunds. You're not doing the customer service. You're not doing any of that. And Magic is doing all of that for you. And all you have to do is like market and talk to people, which I love doing, you know? If you don't, if you're not a people person and you don't enjoy talking to people and communicating and networking, then obviously probably not your jam. Although I think that can be easily learned because I wasn't always amazing at it. Um, but yeah, if that's something that you feel like you could do, Anagic is an incredible opportunity. And even if you do it like a little bit as like a side hustle, you're still going to be earning like an extra thousand dollars a month, which is like rent for a lot of people. You know, you don't have to have like the twenty thousand dollar months. You just add that like extra side hustle on the side, you know, just because, why not? Um, and Anagic is also a staff, they have 40 locations in over 23 different countries. And even if they don't have an office in the country that you live in, you can still be a distributor for them. You can still order a machine from them. They ship to literally anywhere in the world from their like main headquarters all over the world. So I have friends in like almost every country in the world that are Kongan distributors and they're equally as this opportunity is equally as available to them. So just wanted to share that because without Kongen distribution, without Anagic as a company, I would not have anything that I have today. Anything, <laughs> anything. My life has amounted to what it is today because of Kongen, because of Anagic. Like that opportunity opened up so many doors for me. Not only did it allow me to grow and expand as an entrepreneur, it allowed me to break through all my like negative beliefs around money and my belief that like earning five-figure months was impossible. And in addition to that, it connected me to so many incredible people um, also working as Kongan water distributors. All of my greatest friends, my like sisters, brothers, not even real sisters, like friends that have become family are Anagic distributors and are I met them through Anagic and through Kongan water. And that is just such an immense blessing to me because I cannot imagine my my life without these people. They're now going to be like the aunties and uncles to my children and be in my weddings and 
be so involved in my life all because of this one small investment and decision into this water machine, you know? Um, so I personally, from my experience, I cannot speak highly enough about this company and this product. Um, so yeah, there is that spiel. Um, so back to my story, I was making great money. Things were really working out for me. And I was like, after a after eight months of living in Bali and amongst that, I was also, I'd spent like a month in Greece. I flew to Barcelona. I went to, where else did I go? I don't know, just all over Europe and then back to Bali. And I was like, wow, I'm doing it. Like this is officially it. It's been one year of unemployment, so to speak. One year since I quit my job. I'm earning five figure months. I'm traveling full time and I am I'm doing it. Like I've done it. (laughs) I remember just feeling so proud of myself and so in awe of like what's possible when you just commit and, and you are resilient towards consistency. Like consistency is your middle name and you know that without consistency and without resiliency, you can't get to where you're going. So you must commit to to succeeding. And and during all of this time, there was never a lot of fear or doubt that I allowed to take me over. Of course, there would be like waves or thoughts of how much longer am I going to do this? Is this just temporary? Like, is this just a phase where I'm making good money and like shortly I'll have to like go back to having a job? And those thoughts would come up. But ultimately, I always told myself, this is a quote that I love. I don't know who it's by, but um, when you worry, you suffer twice. So you suffer when you worry. And then because of all your worry and stress about whatever that thing is, it ends up manifesting into physical reality and then you suffer again. So anytime I felt like worry or fear or any negative emotions about my situation, I instantly soothed myself and stopped myself and used affirmations and positive thoughts and thinking and like pivoting my thoughts like, oh, this is negative. How can I find the positive in this? Oh, this is a negative thought. How can I soothe this thought? Oh, this is a limiting belief. How can I find its opposites? And I was always really actively soothing myself and and forcing myself to believe that this is not temporary. This is a full-time thing. You're amazing. You're successful at everything you do. You can do this. You will do this. You are doing this. And this is your life. Um, so I, I really was adamant about not allowing your worry or doubt to take me over because I knew it was always going to paralyze me. And that took a lot of work, you know, amongst all this real stuff. I was working working plant medicine and doing energetic therapy and doing regular therapy and going to Reiki healings and spending a lot of time in nature, meditating every day, journaling every day, reading heaps of books by entrepreneurs and by successful spiritual gurus. And I was going to free seminars in Bali, like ran by successful people. Like I was doing the work, like don't get it twisted like yes I had these incredible five-figure months and yes I had this amazing vehicle of magic and of selling tongue and water machines but I was working really hard but it was 
it didn't feel hard or strenuous or difficult at the time because I enjoyed it. I enjoyed every second of it. And I think that's the biggest part of this entrepreneurial advice that I'm giving is like you must enjoy the process and trust the process. Enjoy the process and trust the process. Enjoy the process and trust the process because I could have easily given up so many times by kind of like soaking in negative thoughts or like talking badly about myself and having negative self-talk and self-beliefs but I didn't allow that to happen because I I really enjoyed the process and I tried to remember like this is exciting because this is leading me to a, something so much greater and I know that with each day and with each week and with each action and with each sale and with each thing that I do it's bringing me closer and closer to to happiness to fulfillment to like really living life and to really creating a reality that I love being part of and so yeah that is that was the year of 2019 was like the first year of my entrepreneurial endeavor and then 2020 uh, let's see the end of 20 the end of 2019 I decided to take a break from living on Bali for a little bit and go live in Australia so and because I could <laughs> because I was earning the money and had the freedom I moved to Australia in December of 2019 and I lived with one of my good friends in Byron and again whilst I was there I was surrounded by so many um, successful entrepreneurs all my roommates were entrepreneurs and every day was just like so much fun constantly masterminding with my roommates and with friends about how to do this better and how to do sales better and how to manage your time better and all this stuff and again I was just making back to back to back like five figure months when I was living in Australia and was earning good money and just so happy I also did a few ayahuasca ceremonies and was just getting to this place inside of myself where I knew nothing was impossible and I just had so much self-confidence, so much joy, so much love, so much pride, just so full of all the good things, you know, and that was such a rewarding feeling given how much work I had put into feeling this way. And then I ended up buying, because I was earning such great money, I ended up investing in land in Bali and like a, a house. I didn't build it from the ground up, but there was a house that was already like pre-constructed a little bit and needed an owner. So I invested in that house in Bali. And so I decided to move from Australia to go move into this house that I had bought or like not really bought because you can't actually own land in Bali but that I did like a long-term leasehold for so I moved from Australia in um March of 2020 and then all hell broke loose with um COVID stuff and I ended up getting stuck in Bali which was fine because I had a house there now um but anyways, something that really um, became an alarming truth to me in the beginning of 2020 was that 
Um, one, I'm so happy that I became an entrepreneur because I do not rely on someone else to bring me income. I am the income. I am the person who brings the income. And um, regardless of what's happening in the world, whether it's like a war or a pandemic or like whatever, I, I'm still in charge of my income and I'm not going to be put out of a job. And so that was really empowering and exciting and reaffirming to me is like, wow, I'm really on the right path. I'm doing the things I need to do to become self-sufficient. And um, with that, though, I realized like, fuck, like if something were to happen to Enagic, to the water distribution company, I wouldn't have an income. And that doesn't feel good. I don't like knowing that my only income is an adjic. So I need to start diversifying my income. I need to start creating more streams of income and like really um, feeling good that if one, I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket. So like if one income stream for some reason fails me, there's plenty of other income streams to back me. Um, so that's when I started really becoming creative even more. Again, entrepreneurship, all about innovation and creativity. That's when I, I really started thinking what I can do that's also high ticket, high income earning strategy and bring in another source of income. Um, at this time, I did also start the Infinite Creators podcast and I did start the Infinite Creators YouTube channel. And at the time, I, I wasn't really committed to monetizing those two things, but I knew just having my name and my brand and my mission out on multiple platforms other than just Instagram was a strategic move in itself because I could funnel traffic and cu um, potential customers for my Kongan business through those through those avenues, through YouTube and through my podcast. And I could bring more attention, get more listeners, get more audience, etc. So that was already a smart business move in itself, was like diversifying the platforms that I was using. And then um, as the summer of 2020 went on, I, me and my best friend Holly um, decided that we were going to create an online course that um, taught people how to do this stuff, taught people how to get from from point A to point Z um, all the way to the end as an entrepreneur. And that was such a passion project because in summer of 2020, I was feeling truly on cloud nine. Like to be honest, 2020 was like a really, really incredible year for me. And I feel really blessed to be able to say that. But it was the the year where I like finally had all my shit together. And I just felt so confident in my business and who I was in my ability to earn money. I had a house. I was so grounded and so stable. I had consistent five figure months. I was just thriving. I had officially hit my like first ever six figure year and I was just elated. You know, I was just in such a good place and I felt so um, knowledgeable and confident in what I knew about entrepreneurship and what I knew about being a digital nomad and what I knew about self-development and really growing and evolving as a person that I was like, it, it feels like a disservice for me not to share 
my wisdom and my expertise in this field because I, I am so good at it and I know I'm good at what I do and I'm so passionate about it. And so that is where um, our course was birthed, was from that place of wanting to gift this knowledge and this expertise to more people and helping them really get there, like a deep dive, not just a, a podcast conversation like this, not just a TED Talk, not just a Instagram story, but like a real deep dive of like, here are the actual steps and logistics to becoming an entrepreneur and a digital nomad. Um, so our course we created, we started creating in September of 2020. We named it Nomad Emporium. I'm sure if you've been following me for a while, you know what that is. Um, but yeah, we created Nomad Emporium and that was such a huge learning curve. Um, even being a good entrepreneur and like knowing and having so many connections and so many um skill sets in the entrepreneurial space, the course was a huge learning curve for Holly and I because there was so many more logistics and we, of course, put so much pressure on ourselves to make it the absolute best that it could be and we were so determined to be like in the, high, in the highest service to others. Like how can we make this the best course ever so that it is so beneficial to the people who take it? And with that came um, building like up our own platform, building a website that allowed for course hosting. And there was so many um, course, there's so many now, there's so many course, and there was then too, but there was so many course hosting sites and stuff. But Holly and I just had like such a separate vision for our course that, <coughs> excuse me, we decided to build our website and our platform all on our own, like from scratch, like a coded website, coded platform, a coded coded um, course holding site. Um, so we had to learn that and we ended up hiring a coder and a web developer. And then we had to learn like, okay, if we're going to earn, um, you know, a six figure income from this course, eventually, how are we going to manage our finances? I've never had a business, like a legitimate business partner before. So what does that look like? And we live in Indonesia and I'm from the United States and she's from the UK. So how do we like manage our taxes? And so we had to hire like a tax expert and a financial advisor and an international tax expert and went down that path. And then we had to figure out the logistics of like, how are we going to collect payments and how much are we going to charge? And like, what does that look like? And how do we do payment plans? And like, how do we even run a course? What are the logistics of running a course? And there was just so much stuff. Me and Holly were literally like from September 15th, when we first birthed the idea to um, February 14th, when we officially like launched and started our course, we were working every single day, every single day for September, October, November, December, January, February, six months without getting paid. And that's something that you, these are the types of things that like entrepreneurs have to be willing to do in order to see success is like you work for months and months and months and months and you have late nights and sleepy mornings and 10 hours in front of the screen and constant fucking stress and configuration but you do it for the greater the greater good and the greater purpose of what you're doing which is to be of service to others and to work with the end goal in mind always. It's like 
Holly and I, every single day when we were working on the course, we weren't focused on like, oh, fuck, we have so many, we have so much tasks to do. We have this, we have this, we have this. We were always focusing on the end product, which was this course is going to be amazing. It's going to get done eventually. It's going to be great. We're going to have all the participants. Everything's done. It's done. It's done. It's done. So we were just focusing on like the feeling of what it felt like for the course to be done. So um, and with saying that, like we also invested accumulatively between the two of us um, around $10,000 between like um, all the softwares that we used, all the employees that we hired, all the um, ad spend that we spent running ads for the course, promotion, all the marketing, all the all the things, $10,000. So not only were we like not working and not earning money for six months, we were also spending a lot of money to build the platform and to make the logistics of the course run smoothly. Um, so yeah, that was an incredible experience and really humbling as an entrepreneur to um, take on another huge project and experience and and really master that and fine tune that and comb through all those challenges and refinements and, and prove to Holly and I that yet again, um, we were capable of doing not just network marketing and we could build another business from the ground up and do the marketing and do the ads and do the branding and do the web developing and hire employees. Like this was all so rewarding, equally as rewarding as it was challenging. And now, um, or then we launched our course in February, 2021. And our goal, um, our goal was met. We had 30, participants and our course was sold at $2,000 per course. So that was incredible to sell a course at such a high, high cost because we knew that the value of the course was worth that cost. We knew that the amount of hours we were putting into doing the live trainings, to doing the Q and A's, to making the homework, to teaching the lessons, to hosting a community of 30 people that $2,000 was actually like very, very limited or very small amount compared to what we wanted to charge. Uh, we actually wanted to charge like six grand for our course because it's a three month like deep dive training intensive work. And we thought $6,000 was a fair price, but we ended up making it 2000 So anyways, sold the um, our course to 30 people and had the best first um, launch ever for our course. It was such a rewarding experience. Again, super challenging because we had to get up every single day and do these live trainings and prepare the presentations and prepare the homework and like hold space for all of these, all 30 participants that were taking the course and um, really show them the ropes and all this stuff. And meanwhile, we're like experiencing so many learning curves and yada, yada. But it was great. It was so, so good. And again, that feeling of confidence and pride and excitement and joy and completion kind of filled us up and fueled us to keep going and um, do another round of the course and just keep building and learning. Um, <clears throat> so 
yeah, that became a really successful move and something I'm so happy that we did because one, it's been so fulfilling um, to teach so many people around the world. We have had participants take our course now in like every single continent in the world and been able to connect so many people together. Now so many of our course participants are best friends and help each other's businesses and provide their offerings and services to one another. And it's just been the best thing ever. So I'm very grateful and blessed for everyone that's chose to learn from Holly and I and to invest in our course. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you're listening to this. Um, so yeah, that was a great endeavor because I was like, all right, once again, I said I was going to do something and I honored that promise to myself and I created another income stream for myself and I diversified my income. And now even within Nomad Emporium, we're working on so many new um, ways of diversifying just that income alone. And we have so many plans to bring in multiple streams of income just from Nomad Emporium, which is amazing. So there was that. And now I'm doing even more stuff. Um working as an entrepreneur and I have been renting out my um, house this whole time that I've been traveling. So I've earned, gosh, I don't know, like six or seven thousand dollars, which isn't like astronomical, but it's nice to have another income stream renting out my house. And now I'm monetizing my podcast by getting ads and um, pairing with companies and my YouTube channel, one of my YouTube videos has like almost 200,000 views. And that in itself has generated me so much money because all those people watching my YouTube channel are finding me through YouTube, going to my Instagram, taking my course, buying a Kongen machine from me listening to my podcast, you know, all these things. And that's generate, it's just like this evergreen lead generator for me. So YouTube has been amazing for my business. My podcast has been amazing for my business. Um, my Instagram has been amazing for my business. Nomad Emporium has been amazing. All of these things. Um, so yeah, that is, <laughs> um, hopefully this hasn't been too all over the place in terms of my story and my journey, but that is kind of my 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 story and my journey. It's crazy, 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 crazy to reflect on now. This is kind of the first time I've really walked through all of this with myself, me, myself, and I here in front of my podcasting mic. Um, but it has been, it feels like it's been the longest journey ever, but then at the same time, it's been so easy so it's flowed so effortlessly because amongst all of the hard work and the effort, there's been so much passion and excitement and joy and trust and faith and commitment and laughter and fulfillment, you know, like, yes, I've been grinding and I've been working as an entrepreneur and I've been taking all these like steps to constantly improve myself. Um, not only like mentally and spiritually, but physically and emotionally and, you know, all the things. But it's been the best, the best three years of my life. And to think that, you know, just three years, not even really, three years of committed work 
and committed dedication to my craft and to entrepreneurship and to my passions and to creating a non-negotiable contract with myself that like you are not going to live a mediocre life. You are not going to work for someone else and be unhappy. You are not going to earn an income that has a cap and that doesn't compensate you properly according to the time that you put in. You are not going to stay in one place and be unhappy with the people that you are surrounding yourself with. And it was with that contract, you know, that mental contract that I made to myself that said, no more, you know, this is a non-negotiable. This is what I'm going to do and I will do anything and everything in my power to get there. And it's, it's really just that simple. And I want to really hit that home for you is like, I am not, nothing that I'm doing sets me apart from you. If you're wanting to live a life like this, if you're wanting to earn a six-figure income and if you're wanting to travel or, or even if you're just wanting to be a stay-at-home mom and stay home with your kids or just want to have more time to play music or do art or whatever, whatever fuels your fire, like you can do that. There is nothing that sets yourself apart from me or from any other person that you are looking up to or inspired by. Like you can do this. It always comes down, and I say this every single time to every person I mentor and that I teach, it is always just a decision. You are always just one decision away from changing your entire life. Your life is an accumulation of your decisions. And all you have to do is decide. You decide. This is what I want. This is where I'm going. This is how I'm going to do it. And I am not going to stop until I get it. You have to have that mentality. You have to have that commitment to yourself. How bad do you want it? How bad do you really want it? Because if you really, really wanted it, you would do anything in your power to get it. And and all the odds were against me when I was living in Los Angeles and like, in this place where I thought there's no escaping, like I've committed to this career, I've committed to this degree, I've committed to this life, this is my life, you know? There were so many things that could have stopped me along the way from achieving what I've achieved, but I didn't let it because I made the decision. I was committed to my why. I was committed to traveling. I was committed to experiencing freedom. I was committed to giving back to others. I was committed to being financially fortunate and free and prosperous. And that is what I received because I I was resilient, resilient in going after it. So remember that your life, the way that you're living is because you chose it. And you can choose to live another way. You can choose to move in another direction. You can choose to radically change your life. All you have to do is make a decision. And yes, it's going to take some time. It's going to take some sacrifice. It's going to take some effort. It's going to take a lot of stress and a lot of 
barriers and a lot of failure and a lot of refinements and a lot of challenges, but you will get there eventually. It is inevitable that you will get there, but it is in the decision-making, in your daily decision-making that will get you there. So what decisions are you going to make today and tomorrow and the next day and next week and next month that will take you closer to where you want to go? You have to ask yourself that because if you really wanted it, you would go get it and you would do everything and anything in your power to get it and know that you have the force of God and the whatever you want to refer to, the force of the universe, the force of God, the force of divine orchestration, like helping you and supporting you because I believe with every ounce of my being that when you go, God goes with you. When you go, the universe goes with you. And when you choose to commit to yourself, when you choose to honor yourself and your greater purpose that you were put on this planet to fulfill, God supports you through everything and will give you opportunities, people, experiences, signs, everything that you need to continue to fulfill that path and to fulfill that journey. And the more I lean into my faith and to my dedication to believing in divinity, to believing in this um, this outwardly help, the more I, the easier I can achieve things, the easier I succeed in things because I know I'm not doing this alone. I know that I have angels all around me and I have God supporting me and I have the forces of the universe supporting me and the law of attraction supporting me and everything is in my favor and everything is working out for me. Everything is always, always, always working out for me. Everything is working out best case scenario. And these are the types of things that I'm telling myself on a daily basis. And um, yeah, I just, I want you to know that. I want you to know that you are so incredibly capable of doing anything that you desire. You are so worthy. You are enough. You are so talented. You are so successful. You are so creative. You are so innovative. You are so powerful. You are so everything. You are everything. You are enough. And you can do this. You can do anything that you put your mind to. Anything. And that sounds so cliche, but I I really, really know that we are put on this planet it is such a gift to be here, to be alive, to be experiencing life, to be experiencing the nature of, of being a human. And it is a disservice to God, to the universe, to the human existence, to live your life in a way that is not fulfilling. It is a disservice to continue to not do things that make you happy. It is our job to lead by example, to fill us fill ourselves up with love and with light and with passion and with fulfillment so that we can be of service to the world and of service to ourselves. And you owe this to yourself. You owe it to yourself to do everything that you've ever wanted. You owe it to yourself to be happy, to fulfill yourself and to lead by example so that others can continue to do this work and so that we can all rise up and support each other and live in alignment with our passions and with our goals and with our desires and with our our highest self you know so whoo um that's it <laughs> thank you for coming to my ted talk to my chloe rampage 
I, I really hope that this was inspiring and cool to hear this story. Um, if you feel inspired or interested in anything that I shared about Kongan Water or about the Nomad Emporium course, or if you want to be on my podcast, or if you have any suggestions for my YouTube channel or anything at all, um, please either email me. I'll put my email in the show notes below or send me an, an DM on Instagram. And I'm happy to answer, happy to chat, happy to provide more information. Um, I'll also link the Nomad Emporium website and my own website and um, more information about Kongan water or about anything. I'll put that stuff in the show notes. Um, thank you so much for listening if you've made it this far. And also want to take this moment to express extreme gratitude and thankfulness to you if you've ever supported me or my businesses in any way if you've ever bought a kongan machine or if you've ever taken the nomad emporium course or if you've been listening to my podcast or following my instagram for many years or my website or anything my youtube channel thank you so so much thank you Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I could not do what I do without you guys, without the support of random strangers all over the world. I feel so immensely blessed um, to be in the presence and to be supported by so many cool people all around the world. And I really, really love you. <laughs> I love you so much. Thank you so much for supporting me and for being such a... Um, a drive as to why I do what I do because the messages that I receive and the support that I receive makes me feel so loved and so appreciated and that is such a gift so thank you um now get out there and go do something amazing for your higher self today and share this episode on your Instagram share it with your friends get the word out there let's all become amazing entrepreneurs together and do the things that we love all right all right, have a great day and we'll see you next episode. That concludes this episode for today. I acknowledge you for taking the time out of your day to expand your level of awareness with me. I really hope that you enjoyed it. And if you did, I encourage you to rate, review and subscribe. Also, if you choose to share it on your Instagram story, feel free to tag me at infinite.creators and let me know what you loved about it. If you wrote a review, don't forget to screenshot it and email it to me so I can send you a free copy of my cookbook or my dream life workbook. Thank you again so much for listening. Your support means the world to me and I hope that you have a beautiful rest of your day.